podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post-Conference Presser for Anfield Index. And literally, Jurgen Klopp has just finished his press conference, which had, I've got to be honest, a bit of a downbeat feel, which is understandable because literally, aside from all the other things, it was a focus on injuries, wasn't it? That's what people were really there for, getting the injury latest, the update. And Jurgen Klopp gave us some Updates. He was pressed. He gave us a little bit more, but he did not reveal Liverpool's full hand. It's important to say that. So he, I'm going to be honest, it's the first time I've done this because there's some bits he answered in depth. I'm not really going to go into because they may have been asked before. The first thing I'm really going to say, and this is not so getting a soapbox, but I have watched that press conference. I even just, you know, because you can go back and forth on YouTube. So I even was like, did I hear that right? So I just want to be precise. I've already seen major accounts reporting it. And I'm like, that is absolute bollocks. That is not what he said. They've clipped the word here and there, you know, just because you put three full stops. Does it, you know, an admittance can still be a lie, so to speak. So even as I'm saying this to you, because you could say, well, you're not playing it live now, Dave, whatever. You know, I don't really care. But my biggest thing would be, if you're unsure, watch it. In fact, Liverpool official, you know, on, on Twitter now, I've just released it and I would really stress to watch this if you were unsure. There's only a, a minute and 15 clip of Jürgen's actual answer on injury because they realise how people do it. So they've literally just clipped that bit of a minute and 15. So if you just want to know the injury news, you can do that. And then you can avoid anything taken from tone because I see other accounts saying, oh, this is like, no, you're inferring. You could easily be doing two and two and getting 27. And I know this sounds ranty, but I, I don't like it. Like, let's be honest in what we know. And you can speculate all you want, but don't speculate as fact. That's important, especially at this time. So let's get into it. We'll have the normal, what he said on his press conference. We'll do the sort of clues, as it were, from the Brentford game. As I who's still walking, to be honest, uh, at this rate. We'll talk about loot and threats, and then I'll go into his normal, my predicted lineup, which could be fun and score and scorers. So the first question he was asked was about the three boys who picked up knocks against Brentford. Now he said three boys as though he's a bit mystified. And I went, oh yeah, now I think, and I'm saying I think, so I never know his thought process, but I think he was thinking, hold on, who do you mean by this? Because I think the reporter meant Jota, Jones, Nunes. But Nunes was obviously withdrawn at, at half time, And to go back to an earlier Jurgen Klopp quote, he pumped the brakes on him, as he said, because of what had happened. That was after Saturday. However, the manager answered with Alisson, Jota 
and Jones. So let's see what he said specifically. He said, yeah, it's not great. We have some issues. Not available. And then there was a pause. Ali with a muscle injury where we don't know how long. Diogo with a knee issue. Curtis with a bone ligament issue are ruled out. The others we will deal with day by day. For tomorrow, you'll be able to see the team sheet a bit beforehand and you'll be able to see who made it and who didn't make it. All the longer term ones like Trent and Dom are on the way back, but they are not in team training yet. That's the situation. But what I said is after the game, that as long as we have 11 players, we will go for it. We'll take it day by day, game by game. And tomorrow night is incredibly important against a tough side. And he did go on then to speak about Luton and Rob Edwards, because he's very clear to say, I don't think he'd ask me about that. But, you know, we'll, we'll separate that. Now, I'm actually going to put his second question, because it was almost a follow-up to that, together now with, with what he said. So he said, it may be hard for you to discuss timescales, but can you give us any more on these? Which I thought was a good follow-up question because of the vagueness. It's right for a journal to press. I don't know why some people have commented online, why are they asking that? It's the right question to ask really clearly. said, Diogo will take months. With Curtis, and he didn't put a time frame on it, he kind of sort of mumbled and then genericized across to, with injuries, it's always important days and timescales. So day five, day 10 are important as you can judge because no one reacts in the same way and it depends on the pain level. Couldn't give you time frame even if I wanted to. They all react different in team issues. So let's break all that down. We don't know the exact extent for all of them, but Diogo Jota is out for tomorrow and months. Jurgen Klopp has said based it on months, not weeks, months. You can be factual on what Jurgen Klopp said there. Curtis is out of tomorrow. Bone ligament issue. I sound like Rafa now, don't I? Fact. Timescale, we do not know. As Jurgen Klopp has said, didn't answer specifically. Alisson, as he said, muscle injury, we don't know how long. So a lot of unknown timescales. Now, a lot of people assumed, and I am, to be fair, assuming this with injuries, Nunes and Salah. That's the one I think people were looking for. Please give us a name and say they're all right. That's the reassurance. You get it. I totally understand that. I was as well. Probably people would be annoyed that he did mention them. But as he says, we will take it day by day. So you can't rule Nunes and Salah out. Yes, it doesn't sound all great. It, you know, you think it's them he's or referring to. You're not 100% sure. But I understand why people have drawn that inference. Another thing to say is, it's a boss like, because I see people have already gone, oh, he's out, Lou, and he's definitely, we don't know. I wouldn't say he's got a high chance of playing in the Carabao Cup final. Oh, I would not pretend that for one second, but not yet in full team training. Now, the reason I'm saying this, he kind of mentioned it, that Zaboslai was at maybe for the Carabao Cup. Just because he's not yet in full team training now, does it mean he can't make the squad? I mean, remember, it's only Tuesday. I know people will be talking Luton. We know he's out for Luton. Let's be crystal clear on that. But you can't rule him out completely of the Carabao Cup just yet. Okay? But he's not fit for Luton. And yeah, the other ones we're, we're talking about, but Nunes and Salah is probably the two great unknowns at the moment. If you think it's them, and I do, day by day, game by game. But actually, 
if those can be fit, even one of them is fit for both games. And this is wild speculation, I'll be clear. But if Nunes was fit for this or Salah was fit for the, the cup final or vice versa, you could alternate the two. It's massive. Don't, you know, Liverpool's two biggest goal involvements that way. It's massive. If Salah's, not trying to denigrate Nunes in any way, but if Salah's fit, it just feels different, doesn't it? But we'll come on to that. Now, a great question was asked, what about, you know, the young players that have come in and others that have had a chance to shine? Because they've done great. And it's almost a tee-up question, this. You said, yeah, that's right. We are where we are because of them, because the boys really delivered. We'll see how many we will use and give opportunities. And we still have options there and players who show what, who've already shown what they can do, like James or Bobby. So James McConnell, Bobby Clark played in the FA Cup, didn't they? Also, others who didn't feature, like Kumas, Danzi, Trey, and we'll see what we do. Now we're planning for tomorrow, and there we'll go. Maybe giving you a spoiler alert, and again, people are saying, I've seen this again, it's a whole bunch of kids, we've got no senior fit players. Just let's see what it is. We don't know for definite, but... Bobby Clark, I, I did an article on this. I talked about him on the last pod, just be crystal clear. Done really well when he's come on. Didn't go to Derby. David Lynch talks about they've got high hopes for this kid. He's come on in a Carabao Cup semi-final. He's come on away at Arsenal. He's had a few minutes in different competitions. Unfortunately, didn't get any against Norwich. But looks like he could do a job. So if he has some minutes in this, I don't see a disaster at all. You'd back the lad all the way. James McConnell. Really, really good against Norwich. Got the assist for Curtis Jones' opener. Proper nasty little sod, which I like as well. I say little because he's about six foot five type of thing. Probably that's wrong, but, you know, tall lad. But got a nasty side to him, which I like. Puts his foot in. Anfield will love him, I think, if he, you know, in that sort of furore against Luton. So if those two are in the squad, great. And why wouldn't you also be excited as a fan to maybe see Kumas, you know, Lewis Kumas, Jason's son, done really well. I mean, look out, they battered Arsenal beyond belief in that FA Cup, the youth FA Cup game, didn't they? Dan's, Dan's, I like the way you called him that. Jaden Dan's, Neil Dan's son. Again, taking free kicks, doing all sorts of things. Almost like a Harry Kane role if you speak to people who watch the youth team. So that's to be excited about. Trey Nyoni, probably pronouncing that wrong, but yeah, he's been in a few squads, hasn't there? Massive excitement. So, if these kids do get minutes, let's back them. I mean, just to be clear, Jarrell Quanser and Connor Bradley, sensational so far. There could be even more. As he kind of alluded to, we'll come to the end. If these kids get minutes, let's back them. Let's not just go, oh, we've got no hope. You know, there is real potential there. So I'm kind of fascinated to see if they do get minutes, how they do. Then he was asked about, you know, we've not had we've not had any games where all the players are available, which seems true. You know, and it have, how you've had to be flexible. We always had to be flexible. We always had to work it. We've had situations like when we had no natural left backs, but we had a solution and it worked perfectly. There was no six, as you would say, traditional six, but look how we can sort that. As long as we have a session, at least it's fine, as these boys are all really good on the ball. It's been rather good fun, more than a problem, to be honest. We now have a situation where we go and say we're better with no injuries and we talk about, and you talk about, a luxury problem of who will start. 
But in this moment, we got the news, we deal with it, and we go from there. There's no excuses, and we will try everything. There's 5,000 ways to win a football game, and we only need one. Should always be possible, especially at home, where, if we can, ready and generate the dynamic where people can grow above themselves. You can become the best version of yourselves, and then who cares about the number on your back and position you can play? If we didn't know it before, we all learned it this year. I actually love this answer because it is a bit of a rallying cry. Jürgen's not stupid, but you know, he's a very intelligent man. Let's not pretend for one second, far a million times smarter than myself. Literally talked about it, didn't he? It, it, the first answer. And he really wanted to lay it on thick. And I've got that. Almost hype it up. He knows that probably with the injuries and the situation, we're going to need Anfield. The kids will need backing. We'll need that noise, that wall of sound on Wednesday night. It's the right thing for him to answer it in that way. He wants to install belief. I mean, also, what else is he supposed to say? Listen, we're in the shit because all our senior players is injured. I've got these kids. I'm praying. He's never going to say that, is he? That's not the nature of him. There's no excuses. It's take it forward. And I have to be honest, from, from all the questions, there's still a large unknown. That is what I would say, take away from that press conference. You've got certainties about who's out for looting. That you did get certainties of. You've got Diogo Jota, certainties in terms of month. Curtis, you don't have a timescale. Ali, you do not have a timescale for. Nunes and Salah, we're taking an inference there, but they weren't specifically mentioned. Okay, Other people say game by game, day by day. So I'm inferring those as well, but they weren't specifically mentioned. So we do not know. So yeah, that's that one. So on to the Brentford game and the Brentford clues that we normally talk about. I mean, if you take the injuries out, which you can't do, and it just tints everything, unfortunately, it leaves a shadow there, doesn't it? Everything else is brilliant. A 4-1 victory. Darwin Nunez's finish, unreal. Alexis McAllister's goal, unreal pass by Salah. Teamwork. Salah's goal, the king was back, wasn't he? A goal and assist already. Cody Gakpo, goal as well. And a goal and assist in it. There were so many positives. There really were. I thought it was very, very well-deserved victory. I thought we were smart. It didn't quite click immediately. But even the defending at times in the right manner was agricultural. You could see VVD and Camarte like, let's not take chances, let's clear it, get up. They were kind of trying to kill everything that Brentford would try and do and play for those set pieces, aerials, second balls, all that type of thing. Brentford were trying to win cheap free kicks, weren't they? Mope and Tony were going down at every given opportunity. Sometimes, you know, it was a foul. I think we were looking up to get a penalty, but Jota should have had one, so that would have made it one all there. But overall, we played really well. Connor Bradley, insanely good. Even that positional switch where he played the hybrid, put his foot on the ball, just helped us to start dictating. Alexis McAllister, further forward. Brilliant goal, really came into it. I did feel that... I've seen Endo get wild praise. I want to be clear on this. I think he grew as the game went on. I did think he had the best of starts. He got caught a few times. But as the game went on, he got better. Grab. One of the best performances, and it's not obviously a nine out of ten, but won his jewels, worked hard, did the ugly stuff well, and played a part in that second goal. So really pleased in that regard. 
Fortunately, Jota was slaying it, wasn't he? Joe's as brilliant as ever. Nunes finished just wild. How can you not love Darwin Nunes? People are just actually waking up crazily to the fact he's a good player. The other forward you looked at, Diaz. Sometimes went down a few blind alleys as ever, but again, another assist. He's making things happen, contributions. And Christ, we're going to need him, as we were with Cody Gakpo at the same time. So, so many positives. I mean, goals and assists for Salah and Gakpo. That. Now, normally we talk about play their way in and out. All the fuckers are injured, aren't they? To be fair, that's the easiest one for playing their way out. That makes it hard. Everyone else, <laughs> if you're fit, you'll be in the squad. So let's think about that. And we'll come on to, as normal, selection of teams and how we think you'll settle, which will be fascinating. But now let's talk about loot and threats. This has so many elements to a banana skin. It's like you're playing Mario Kart on crack. It really is. There's so many banana skin elements floating around. I mean, this stuff writes itself for them guys at Sky or ever done it in terms of where Luton are in the league, the David versus Goliath, the big name versus the unfashionable. There's so many elements. And there's a truth to that when you explore it factually. I mean, you have to look at this in, in truth. So there's there's not that many excuses. They're 18th. They're in the drop zone on goal, goal difference. Overall, they've won five, drawn five, lost 14. Now, I discussed this with Ben Boxack on Stat Me Up yes, last night, actually, that recent. Does that myth or the good away, you know, good at home, sorry, but not great away? Nonsense. Away, look at their away form. They've won two. Drawn three, lost six. So in out of 11 games away, in five, they've got something. That's a worry. Okay, their overall performance and the fact they've played three more at home, technically on an average basis, is better away. So that's nonsense about them just being a home team. Klopp mentioned it, set piece. That is a strength. You look at their results, they run a lot of teams close. They only just lost to United, only just lost to City, drew against us. It's really, really close in this regard. But the threats, the set pieces, the second balls, Ben alluded to this. This is what they do very well. And the stats show that, especially on the set pieces. They've got threats as well. They usually only play one, but Adebayo's got nine. Morris got seven. They are physical. They do let, especially as Ben sort of related to, they cross the ball an awful lot. That's what they try and do. Get it forward, cross, get it forward, just into the box, make things happen. But Dowerty, Ogbené, it's all about them getting the ball into the box. Yes, Ross Barkley has a point as a six, but quite often it's about getting it into the box with the right ball. So they're a threat from Matt, isn't it? It's got that banana skin of we could be dominating the play, but they can just get a goal from a set piece like that. The David versus Goliath stuff, the, the injuries, etc. We don't know what team necessarily we're going to see. So we didn't get all that cleared up by Jurgen, which, by the way, I don't blame him for. You want to show all your cards, etc. But these are a threat because of the whole situation. Also, the, I not even mentioned is the eye on the ball because it's the you know Carabao Cup and people that there's so many variables to a banana skin here. It's unreal. So we'll have to see. Oh dear God. Formation and lineup. This is maybe in the weirdest way the hardest one ever 
to predict. Because with that short, we've seen all the kids mentioned by Jürgen, and he name-checked a lot of them, as I just said. Christ, even Carol from the and Caroline from the canteen could be options, couldn't they? You know, you even start with that desperate, you start thinking, well, can Carol do a job in sort of a sick-style thing if I move McAllister or... If, do I start using Caroline in that Trent style Connor Bradley hybrid? Probably her in the hybrid because she could use the Nespresso machine, that type of thing. So she's got a few more skills. Who knows, realistically? But here's how I think it's going to sort of set up in that regard. It's Kelleher Nets, no doubt. Connor Bradley at right back because I think they'll need his attacking impetus. Joe Gomez at left back. BBD and Jarrell Kwanzaa in the middle, I think. Could be wrong, but I just think Canate, they're not going to be keen on, especially with everything that's going on, on him playing three in a week. Joe Gomez didn't play against Brentford at the weekend. That's how I think. I know I still wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised to see Simicas, who's back now, at left back, Joe Gomez at right. But what I think it'll be is Connor Bradley at right back, Joe Gomez at left back. And I suspect Connor Bradley gets switched out at some point. In the middle. God, there's, there's so little options. Endo, Maka, and Gravenberg. I think he will keep that midfield the same. I suspect many of them will come off again, but that's way he'll think. And, and uh, there's a note of caution because I think if you say some things, but as is coming clear at the moment, people are reading too much into it. It would not surprise me at all if either. Darwin Nunes or Mo Salah's in this lineup. We can't read anything around them being out. As Jurgen Klopp said, he didn't, well, let's be clear again, he didn't name check them, but he said that other players will take it game by game, day by day. So they're not ruled out. It'd sound a massive risk, though, by logic, to play both, wouldn't it, in this regard? So I actually think the front three will be Gapo in the middle, Diaz on the left, and Harvey. Elliot as the right-sided attacker. It would not surprise me, just to be clear again, for one second, if it's Mo Salah. It would not surprise me if Darwin Nunes is on the bench or is it, you know, instead in there. So, you know, this is so hard to predict. What I do expect to see, though, by nature, and as alluded to, Bobby Clark in the squad, James McConnell in the squad. Some of these lads may well get minutes but to say there's absolutely zero options well there is defenders that could switch in Simicas Robbo would be on the bench that type of thing so you know all five subs are going to get used but you can only deal with the game at a time so if Salah and Nunes are fit to start and would you know you play your strongest team minute management comes in but we just don't know this is why I said you can rationalise this a thousand different ways and we don't have the info that Jürgen does. So that's what I think based on Salah and Nunes not being available. But I, I know it's coming across, I don't really care if it's coming across as ranty. I just want to be clear because I see it in accounts. It, it kind of, I don't, I hate it because you're clipping bits and you're inferring stuff for clicks and things like that. This is supposed to be about giving information to fellow Liverpool fans. So if I could implore you to do anything, even if you're thinking, I've not provided clarity, whatever. Look at that clip. It's only a minute and 15. That's all it is, a minute and 15. Watch that clip. 
You'll see Jurgen Klopp, you'll see the words he uses, but I, and you can interpret anything you want away from account clipping it. Okay? And just to be clear, I'm not attacking any particular account either as well, but just think of the current climate, you know, why people are trying to use this just for be a factual reporting. If you know, and it's not it's not an aggregate of us a report or debate, I'm not interested in that. This is just about getting accurate information out for me. But listen, the Reds are top of the league. Even with their injuries, Jurgen Klopp sounded it as a rallying cry. Anfield's needed, but we should still be backing ourselves. I will take any, any scuffy win. I don't care if we play our worst performance of the season if we win and no injuries. That's all I want. A win, no injuries. I don't care how it comes. So my prediction, I'm going to go 2-1. And I'm going to go Cody Gappo to get one of them. That will be me. I'll take it. I'll take a 1-0. I don't got a win with no injuries. Roll into the Carabao Cup final. That is what I'd take. But there we go, ladies and gents. Say, watch things, make your own judgments. But for now, that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.